Wanted to do one quick final reminder about a new sponsor to the, to the show, AV Gear Guy. Okay, here's the deal. By now, you should know you can transfer old photos, your documents, films, VHS videos, etc. to digital. Okay, so don't let these memories fade away, like literally, right? Crumble away, deteriorate, all that stuff. And not only that, you get 5% off when you mention the No Manga Podcast. So I'm not going to force this down your throat, but I just wanted to remind you one more time. I will do it on occasion, only because I guarantee there will always be at least one of you out there that could benefit from this service. So... They're here to help, and I'm glad you guys get a discount as well. So I've got you. I got you guys. Just go to avgearguy.com. That's avgearguy.com. Mention the No Manga Podcast and save. Good morning. Good afternoon to you. This is the No Manga Podcast. My name is Rick Beta, and I'm very, very excited to announce that this show is episode 5-0, episode number 50. We hit a milestone, you guys. So thanks to all the OGs who've been around since the beginning. It's been almost a year now. March, which is crazy. So if you're new to the show, welcome as well. You only have 50 episodes to catch up on. So, But don't worry. These episodes are, none of them are more than a half hour, I don't think. Yeah. No five-hour podcast episodes on this show. Nope. So I've got you on that front, too. But feel free to follow along on social media. That's at Rick Beta, R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also email the show, nomangapodcast at gmail.com. And I always look forward to hearing from you guys interacting on whichever platform that's out there on the interweb. So, oh, boy, this one might be a polarizing episode. Actually, it's the first topic is definitely. I mean, it's probably one of the most polarizing episodes or videos, I should say, not episodes, polarizing videos to drop in a while. And I'm not talking about something Wacking Ball did or, you know, Search for Animal Chin. I'm talking about Versace Plugs' latest, what, three-minute video that dropped last Friday? Three minutes caused this much chaos. And I knew, I knew it was going to be interesting from the, like, the first few reactions I saw on Twitter. I'm like, oh, boy. And I guess, I mean, I guess I would say... 60% of the people thought it was just whack. Like, it sucked. He's an Instagram skater. He's got no style. And then about 40% loved it. Myself, I liked it. It was great. It was a great video. I mean, yes, the dude would, like I, like I mentioned, he's a, what they call an Instagram skater. But uh, it's 2020. And I think there are, I mean, it's not going to be everybody. But there are some writers that can become famous via Instagram or pro via Instagram and be legit skaters. Sure, I mean, I guess a lot of people were knocking all the flip tricks he did. He did them both switch and regular and even nollie. I didn't do an actual flip count, though. But I know it was the majority of the videos. And that's his That's his sweet spot. That's his wheelhouse. I mean, that's perfectly fine for me. And if you did bonuses the whole time, as long as you're doing with style, which I believe he has, you know, I, I guess... I, all I have to say is you have to understand this is this guy's first real like installment into the video game part, the video part, you know, the video game, as they would say. And it's only going to get better from here. Just think about how sick his footage is going to be, say, when he learns, I don't know, Impossibles, Front Foot Impossibles. I could totally see the dude busting Front Foot Impossibles. What if he start, all of a sudden starts doing pressure flips? He, he, <laughs> I can't even imagine what you guys are going to be. You guys are going to destroy him when he starts doing pressure flips. But he's going to be doing style down stuff. 
I mean, yeah, it's a 2019 trick, but I, I don't know. It might carry over into 2020, you know? Who knows? I, I mean, I thought about that. I'm like, dude, all oh, the hate. But but back to the video. Let me get back to that. Here's three tricks that really stood out for me, which makes this a great video. And I've seen this thing like a half dozen times now. So when you rewatch it, pause it right right before, like one, one minute 21, one minute 22, right around that area. That was so clean. How can you hate on that? That. That does not look like fake steez to me. That's pretty tight. And then also pause it again at 1 minute and 40 seconds. Look how much leg power is needed to get those steps. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And then, of course, then pause it again at 1 minute 40. I'm sorry, not 1 40. Look, checking my notes here. Pause it right at 2 minutes and 38 seconds. I had to rewind that. This, that was his ender. That was a sick ender. No doubt about it. A switch double flip down a double set. Well done. Thanks for coming. But that one got a lot of heat, too. I was reading some comments on Twitter like, ah, oh, you know, double flip. It's down that. Uh, I, I don't know. I couldn't do that. <laughs> so, I mean, he's got he's got a one up on me on that one. But one thing, as, as I also noted, the, the, what really stood out for me, too, on my notes here, do you guys notice how, like, his board almost – almost even all the time, but mostly for nollies, it shifts. Like it, I'm trying to describe, it's hard to do on a podcast. Like if he was doing a nollie flip, right? He would do a nollie and then eventually the, the, the nose would find its way and then eventually be become like, it would get taller, higher than the tail upon landing. You know, if you, if that makes sense, almost like a, a teeter totter, but it happens with a lot of his flips. He'll nollie flip, and the board will fly all the, like it's something with this flick. Like regardless of the stance or, or whether he's riding opposite or switch, it's just, it's so weird to see. It's literally like a teeter-totter is, is what I put in my notes. But is that something you guys saw as well? Like, a, like he'll do a switch flip. Or I mostly notice on his nollies, like a nollie heel, a nollie flip. Like the board, most guys will catch it at level or just, you know, almost at a, um, incline but it never flies all the way back up the other way so it's something with his pop his flick and then also his front foot he, he allows the board to kind of come up i don't know it just it just looked weird i mean I, I it's not bad i'm not knocking it it just i noticed that specifically with him and i've noticed that for a while but it really stood out you know when i watched this video so but nevertheless you know i i don't know i don't see why there's so much hate towards this dude i, mean, I, I can see why i guess but i don't understand it it's just not me and you know, some of the things I was thinking, like, maybe the timing of the video sucked. I mean, he did release it on a Friday, which is the end of the week. Maybe some of you guys were kind of grumpy at the time. It was, was kind of early, at least Pacific Standard Time. It was the day before a full moon, though. And that impacts us all. You may not know it, but next time you're, like, really grumpy for no reason, check the full moon calendar. I guarantee you it's within a week or so, before and after. It carries over. So maybe you took it out on the guy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not trying to defend him, but I think everyone was just a little grumpy. I get it. We're all human. But he should have waited like a week or so, and I bet the reactions would have been completely different. I guess if I had to, one complaint would be I wish it was like 58 seconds longer. I needed more. I needed like 58 more seconds. But the guy does some pretty big tricks. I love his style, and one, and because he's an underdog, definitely an underdog now, I'm rooting for the guy. You know, It's like a Disney movie. So I can't wait to see what he puts out next. But Versace, 
I mean, next time, keep an eye on the, the full moon calendar, dude. I'm just trying to look out for you. You might get a little bit more love next time. It, it just definitely was working against you this time around. So if we have not interacted on this on social media on any level, let me know your thoughts. I know a lot of you guys already. That's like I said that day. It was just popping off, man. Woo! Feeling the love and then seeing the hate. Oh, curious to hear your thoughts. Get some water. Pardon me for a sec. I guess since we're on the subject of, you know, polarizing topics, might as well segue into the Olympic skate uniforms that were revealed last week. Oh, boy. I mean, at first, I, I could not believe what I was seeing. I kind of was like, all right. And it was kind of in a not in a good way. But I, I checked myself. I'm trying to get better at this as a human. I just I kind of like took a deep breath, made an agreement with myself, with myself not to react for at least a day. Just let it sit. Let it marinate in my brain for a little bit. That's what I told myself. And it's, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm getting older or whatnot and with kids. But, you know, I try to remember that same thing, too. I try to remember that these individuals who are spending hours and hours and hours on these, whatever it is, say, for, for example, it's these uniforms. They have families to support. They have families that are proud of them. Maybe their parents as well. I mean, you get what I'm saying, right? I try to humanize the whole process and not just shut it down from the start and say, ah, oh, it sucks. It's ugly. So that's just my my take, my point of view. But either way, I mean, you're gonna have it's you're gonna have people that love them and hate them. You know, people love this podcast. People hate this podcast. That it's just the reality of it, right? You can't please everybody all the time, ever, ever, ever. That's fine. So on that note, I gotta admit. I don't hate the Olympic uniforms, but I, I don't like love them. But and I'm specifically talking about the skateboard uniforms, guys. I, I know they released all of them, but obviously, you know this is a skateboarding show. Just want to remind that. So I didn't dive into the rest of them. I'm sure they're all just fine. They've been around. This is the first ever skateboarding appearance in the Olympics, so that's why it's such a big deal. So keep that in mind, of course. So and of course, these uniforms are not for someone like me, a 44 year old guy. 44-year-old dad who's, you know, prime is way coming, already coming gone, like not for me. So I, I know that too. So I keep that in mind. But here are some notes. So I took down the other day. So, and this is for, so far we only have seen the United States, Brazil, and France's uniforms to be released. And maybe they're using them as test samples. I don't know. They probably are locked in. They're not going to change them at this point. But I have not seen the rest, but we, I'm sure we will in time. But starting with the United States uniforms, I have to say, I kind of like that V-neck. I'm not a V-neck guy either. I, I own two V-necks, and I wear them very rarely. On you know, I mean, unless it's like a dress-up night or whatever. But uh, I, you just okay. So as far as the Olympics uniform, I like the V-neck, but you wouldn't catch me wearing it in public, which is kind of weird. It's a very Niger style. And it's almost as if they consulted with him beforehand. I, I, I read somewhere that they did reach out to Sean Malto, which obviously he probably got into Nigel's head. And, you know, they're all part of Nike, so they were all. But I definitely see a Nigel influence on the U.S. one as well. Totally his style. And it's, you know, he's a well-known. He's one of the more well-known guys on the team. So that piece worked for me. But I'm not, not feeling those high-rise cargos at all. And I had questions. I was kind of chiming about this, chiming in about this on Twitter, but I, I didn't want to type it all out. I was too lazy. I figured I'd come on the mic and talk. Is this their only option, though? I mean, I don't mind cargo, like, shorts, but those pants, the high-rise? No. No, nah, I'm good. Thanks. 
I mean, I know I'm not the demographic. You know, I wear pants that don't expose my ankles or socks. I'm not that. I, I'm very, like, I'm old school like that. But even that button-down shirt doesn't, eh, maybe I could pull it off. I don't have the right, I don't know. It just doesn't. If I were the Olympics, I would wear the V-neck. But maybe I, could I cut those cargo pants? Would that piss off a bunch of people? <laughs> I mean, that's my thing. It's like, what, what exactly is required? Do we know? Do we have to wear, do they have to wear a combo of one or two designs no matter what? I think uh, mostly skateboarding did a recap on the Olympics. Uh, I'm going to have to check that out in the next couple of days and get caught up. Maybe they talked about it over there. But what leggings is Nigel going to wear? That's, uh, that's one I put in my notes. Like, what is Nigel going to wear? There's no way in hell he's going to risk, like, losing gold he's got, because he's got to wear some, like, high-rise cargo pants. Or maybe he has to. I don't know. Can he wear his normal Nike gear? I mean, I, he loves to wear white and black. Does it have to be a certain color? I just need to know more specifics, you know, like, like I said. I mean, but if you had to, put me down for a V-neck. And I'm going to skate in, um, yeah, I'll be in the United States, of course. But I'm going to pick my own shorts. That's that's for me. You, you force me into all that other stuff, and I might be like, eh, I, no. I'm going to skip the Olympics. Yes, over a uniform. So onto Brazil's uniform. Once again, if... <laughs> If you made me wear something, I would wear the shirt. The woman's style, I mean, it's right up there with Leticia's. Definitely Leticia is highly influenced on this style, and it works. Yeah, cool, yeah. I mean, but I'm just not feeling those shorts at all. And once again, like I said, what what are the guys going to do? Do they have to wear them, or can they pick Nike apparel with just solid white? Just give me the solid whites, dude. Let my, let my boxers show through. I don't care, but... So anyways, I'm not a fan of the crazy shorts for the Olympics at this time or any time, I guess. And then finally, France. Here's how theirs was described, okay? This is a quote. The French ladies will be rocking a jumpsuit while the men will be donning tennis polos. So if you haven't seen them yet, check them out. <laughs> that jumpsuit, though, I'm like, I could see a lot of women writers that I mean, I... Yeah, there's a lot of writers I can totally picture them rocking. So if you haven't seen it, you can even pause the show, go check it out now. But I'm glad I don't have to wear it. I'm not a jumpsuit kind of guy. Imagine Niger rocking that, though. It, I mean, it, but what if they are forced to wear them? It might look silly on some writers. Maybe they're not comfortable. You know, so like writers like Jamie Foy, you know, like there's just all these, like, what would these guys wear? But the men's polo. I guess would be my second item I'd wear. So the, the V-neck and the men's polo, that's all. If you force me to say, Rick, you got to buy one of each or two items, those are the two I'm going to pick. That's it. Two shirts. Hard pass on all the bottoms for me. Next question. That would be, that'd be it. So, But, yeah, let me know your thoughts. But my whole thing is it could have been way worse. I mean, the shirts aren't that bad, which is why I'm glad you know, I had to let them marinate. I just wish they had better short options. That's just, I don't know. Those shorts are just not working for me. No. What am I going to say? I'm shrugging now. But I'm actually more concerned, and I'm surprised no one has brought this up, me as being a hand-on-chest former breakdancer. How are those gonna, uniforms going to look in 2024? That's what should be keeping us all up at night, the breakdancing uniforms. Don't mess that one up, guys. 
I remember I had that, it was that Puma windbreaker that you could fold into like itself and become a pouch. If they make one of those, I am buying one the first freaking day. I know it wouldn't be Puma, but sign me up. You heard it here first. Don't mess up the breakdancing uniforms, guys. That's what I'm worried about. The skateboarding stuff, I can deal with it. It's fine. So I can't wait to see that. So let me know your guys' thoughts on that as well. And finally, wanted to end this episode on a story about a 68-year-old on a mission to learn a shove-it. Have you guys heard this yet? You heard that right? She's never skated before in her life and is determined to learn a shove-it. Her name is Elaine Shawcross, I believe. And she's on a mission because she's been. she was recently diagnosed with breast cancer. Very cool cause that she started. She started at Shove It Cancer Instagram. So you can start, you know, she started spreading the word over there. I think it was just in December. And it started to gain momentum. You've probably seen it in your timeline already. I think uh, the barracks are posting a lot of stuff as well. But be sure to give her a follow if you have not, or at least the cause, you know. I need to get a Shove It On film as well. So this is going to, I'm going to help the cause. But there is the hashtag. It's a, like I said, shove it cancer as well. So there's the at shove it cancer and then hashtag shove it cancer. And that's S U V I T cancer. Yeah. Plus, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to include it in the show notes. How's that sound? But give it a look if you haven't seen it in your timeline yet. But very cool, Elaine. It's never too late to learn how to skate, for one. I mean, it might hurt a little more and a little bit longer. We all know that. But. Starting off with a shove it is a very wise choice. I've already seen a couple of her clips trying practicing in the living room. No trucks. Very smart. So that's very good. Very good, Elaine. So I'm excited to see you finally land that. And of course, I'm only I'm following along as well. I'm I'm a huge fan. I only wish the best, you know, in your treatment. And I really admire you for, you know, starting this. It's very cool. Very good cause. So she's raising money for cancer awareness. Everyone that you know, like within hand's reach, if you're around, has all been impacted by cancer. So this is very cool. But I do got to mention, Elaine, once you master the shove it, you're going to have to probably switch it to like hippie jump cancer. I think that one's available at hippie jump cancer. (laughs) That you'll get some very good contributors as well. Just saying, if you want to raise some money for a good cause... Hippie Jump Cancer. You guys can steal that one. It'd be a good, good answer to handle. <laughs> and of course, hashtag. But either way, F Cancer. So thanks for tuning in this week, you guys. Be sure to leave a review, review if you're digging the show. It helps the algorithm and all that. You hear it on all the podcasts. We say it because it is true. You go to iTunes, you type in skateboarding. 50% of the time you'll see my show. 50% of the time you will not. But a show from like 2007 that has more reviews is going to show up every single time. It's just the way it goes. So I appreciate you tuning in, leaving a review, spreading the love. It does help, and it it literally costs you zero dollars. I appreciate it, guys. See ya.